Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. pretty good today it's good to hear your good. voice how are you doing in england well i'm not too bad i had a bit of an accident yesterday i fell in oh. the street i tripped i tripped on a curb oh no and uh yeah and i fell down very awkwardly and i think i've pulled my hamstring at the back of my leg because it's very painful but apart from that i'm doing all right okay i'm glad you're here today let's pray for you father god in jesus name we lift up brother michael and that hamstring God, we ask that you loose ministering angels right now and touch it. And God, unfurl it. We rebuke the pain in Jesus' name. And we speak to it and say, be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father God, touch it and let it be as good as new. In Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for that. I'm sure that will do the trick. I'm sure it will do the trick. And it's lovely to be with you, and God bless you. Brother Michael, always an honor. Folks, we're live here on Wednesday, October 11th, 2023, with Pastor Michael Cummins. Coming to you from United Kingdom, out near London. And Brother Michael, you want to open us in prayer? And the microphone is yours. Yeah. Can I pray for Israel, please? Would you mind if I pray for Israel? Oh, we need to pray for Israel because uh, the enemy is trying it's best to attack them, and God bless Israel and be with them. Go ahead, my friend. Amen. Dear Lord God, we lift up Israel. We lift up your people, Lord. And they have been attacked by Satan. They've been attacked by the enemy. And I pray for all the hostages that were taken from the kibbutz. Lord, I saw pictures on the TV. Some people were beheaded. There was one woman with a baby who was only nine months old who has been taken. Lord, we pray you will send the angel Michael and your warrior angels and you will release the hostages. And we pray now, Lord, that all attacks against Israel will end. We know you're 
They're your people, Lord. And like in the Old Testament, when you sent them out to do battle, send them out to do battle today, for they can be assured of victory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. You know, Brother Michael, thank you for that prayer. Um, I stand with Israel and the Jewish people and the right to all the land that God gave them to possess. Gaza belongs to them. Sadly, Bush Jr. back in 2005 ordered them to give it up, and now look what the enemy's doing, attacking the land that God gave them. Uh, Lebanon belongs to Israel, all the way down the Euphrates River. Um, Massive tracts of land. Israel does not currently have, but it's going to get it one day, and no one's going to ever take it again from them. And uh, I hope that Israel kills every last Hamas and Hezbollah for it's over with. Uh, may God avenge them and destroy the enemies of Israel once and for all. It's going to take some time, I know that. But uh, uh, I am uh, glad to hear that there's some nations that are standing with them, at least in word. Let's see if they fall through with it. And, uh, man, this is horrific what happened. Uh, what a shocker. It also shows you what happens when people are disarmed. Sadly, in Israel on the frontier, the uh, the people there had no way to defend themselves when those invaders came over and uh, mowed them down. I hope that Israel changes its stance and allows people to have Uzis, because if you're if you're armed, uh, people just can't come over there and do that. And sadly, many nations of the world have been disarmed by the United Nations treaties, and it's sad. Uh, because uh, they had no way to defend themselves. And uh, I hope that that changes over there because, man, I'll tell you, all you need is an Uzi, and you could you could stop oh, that Hamas attack real quick. I've shot those before. They're beautiful guns, easy to shoot, no recoil. And uh, I praise God that America still got Second Amendment rights, but for how long, we don't know. Uh, the enemy oh, would man. like to have America just have a butter knife to defend themselves, too, from an attacker. Well, Enough on that. Uh, My friend, the microphone is yours. Take it away. Hallelujah. Well, I started last week on a series, The Road to Hell is Paved with Good Intentions. And I want to talk about today's sexual relationships, because I believe nowhere in the world does Satan and his demons have control over man and woman through sexual relationships. One of Satan's biggest deceptions is regarding sexual relationships. Yes, we know God created both man and woman, and man and woman are attracted to each other. So what could be wrong in Satan's eyes with man or woman making love? He convinces people that they're doing nothing wrong or giving each other physical pleasure. Well, God has spoken in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. And this is what is said. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Hallelujah. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. Satan is using wicked, evil demons to make you become obsessed with sexual immorality 
especially the youth of the world. And images of sexual immorality can be seen on TV every day. Even in adverts for cars, perfume, even chocolate, in drama, soap operas and in the movies. Satan has thousands of demons promoting sexual promiscuity on all forms of sexual immorality. There is a fallen angel who is a demon called Asmodeus, who is the personification of lust and all sexual sin related to adultery. He is the arch-rival, hallelujah, the arch-rival of God's angel of chastity, which is the angel Gabriel. Asmodeus is referred to as one of the seven princes of hell. He represents one of the deadly sins, which of course is lust. He is responsible for twisting mankind's minds and thoughts. So sexual desires become the most important thing in their lives. He also is the demon of lechery and jealousy and is brutal and totally ruthless. He has hundreds of demonic legions under his command and is one of the kings of hell. Under Satan, he incites people to gamble and is in control of gambling in the court of hell. He is also known as the Prince of Wrath and Revenge. He also rules the zodiacal sign of Taurus, the bull. It is believed that anyone who falls under his control and fails to repent of lust and sexual immorality will be sentenced to eternity in the second level of hell. So we're dealing with a vicious, awful demon. During the war in heaven, Asmodeus was a leading member of Lucifer's army. And when he fell, he was transformed into a hideous monster. Most demons of sexual immorality are said to be male, but female demons of lust perversion and sexual immorality do exist, such as Lilith. Let's look at sexual relationships in the Western world. As a working class Londoner, we were told the facts of life or sex education at the age of 14 at school, but there was no time given to any moral guidelines regarding whether sex outside marriage was right or wrong. And the subject was never dealt with in any religious education or religious instruction lesson. So we left school and women became objects of lust. And working class parents in Britain breathed a sigh of relief when their sons met a girlfriend. In the late 1960s, when I left school, the fear of homosexuality was a great fear and never spoken about. In 1967, when I left school, 
God's word was under immense attack, enormous attack from those who wished to dismantle what they thought were the outdated morals of the Bible. And through TV, film and popular music that the youth and the others adored, sex was no longer taboo and was encouraged as a new expression of freedom promoted by Hollywood and the British film industry. Abortion became legal in the UK so that if a woman became pregnant at an inconvenient time in her life, something could be done so her life could go on. The Summer of Love, which originated from Hate ashbury sent the message of love out to the world. The Beatles sang All You Need Is Love, and the Rolling Stones sang Let's Spend the Night Together. And Jim, Do- and Jim Morrison and Dawes sang Baby Light My Fire. The Western world was exploding into an era of free love that was going to change the world for the better, or so they thought. Instead, it created a satanic culture of fornication, which is turned into a nightmare of lust and perversion. God is love, but the word love was now in the hands of Satan. Let's have a look at Acts 15, verse 29. Acts 15, verse 29, and see what it says. Hallelujah. That ye abstain from meats offered to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and from fornication, for which, if you keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. Hallelujah. God is telling us to stay away from these sort of things. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13 verse verse 4 teaches us. You know, we think today that fornication is natural, that God created man and woman, so it's only natural for man to sleep with woman. Hebrews 13 verse 4 says, Marriage is honourable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. You see, if we don't repent of these things and we see them as natural when we listen to the media and we see the movies, we watch the movies where sex is prevalent, we will think there's nothing wrong with fornication. That a man and woman will meet at age 18 and they'll experience with sex. And if Nothing goes wrong. The the young woman doesn't get pregnant. You encourage her to use the pill or use birth control. Then you're not sinning at all. Everything about what I've just spoken about is sinful before God. We have to learn to respect one another outside of marriage. If we do that, then we are respecting and honoring God. Many Christians, before they were saved, engaged in premarital sex 
I'm sure lots of us have who are listening to this program out here. Lots of us engaged in that. Certainly those who was brought up in the 60s. And I left school in 1967 and went straight to work and earned money. You went to the large dance halls and the discos. London was full of them. And being in Britain at that time was seen as exciting times. You could go and watch the Rolling Stones play, or the Kinks, or the Who, or the Small Faces, one, all the big bands in Britain. So premarital sex was excused as being just young. Satan and his demons controlled our sexual desire causing lust to overtake moral behaviour. How many children were born out of wedlock during those days? How many women got pregnant after one-night stands and short-term relationships? Things became very bad. I'm sure the government in Britain withheld the real facts of what was going on. We know abortion went through the roof. And what is abortion? I believe abortion is destroying God's creation and killing something God has made in the womb of a woman. Matthew 15, verse 19 says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness and blasphemy. That's what it means. The rise in pornographic books, films and the evil influence from the internet has increased sexual arousal in both men and women. These things are all there and they're being controlled by Satan and his demons. You know, that demon who was, I, I spoke about earlier is a really wicked demon. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 2. This is God speaking. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and likewise also the wife unto her husband hallelujah the Lord spoke in Corinthians 2 we see the damages of premarital sex so marriage is the decent Christian biblical answer to avoid the destructive sin of fornication. If we have lived the lifestyle of premarital sex and fornication, let's see what the Bible says. The first scripture we're looking at is 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10. I'll give you the full scripture that I read earlier. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, 
nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. These things are spoken throughout the Bible, even in the book of Revelation, as it speaks about the new heaven and the new earth, there is warnings that the sexually immoral will be judged. I think if God imposed his judgment on mankind, there wouldn't be many that would get into the kingdom of heaven. I don't think there would be many who would be seen. We have to sincerely repent in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I have seen and prayed for people who are having problems in their marriages and they cannot understand why. It is because there are physical and sexual soul ties attached from previous sexual relationships outside marriage that have to be repented of and broken before that marriage can bear fruit and be successful. That is because soul ties attach themselves to us when we have sex outside marriage. I've been praying for a woman lately and she's got a vicious demon inside of her. And the demon has been very difficult to get him to say anything, get him to admit anything. He just wants to make strange noises, animalistic noises. On Sunday, I prayed for her after the service, and I was really heavy with this demon. And I asked the demon what gave him the right to this woman's body. And he said immediately, fornication. And we started going through some of her boyfriends. And she had had many boyfriends. And she had committed many sexual acts with these boyfriends. Uh, There was all types of boyfriends. Some of them shocked me because quite a few of them were Muslims. And she had the spirit of Islam, which is the spirit of Antichrist. And that was also reigning supremely in our body. So the demon said it was fornication that gave him the authority to be there. Let's have a look at Matthew 5, verses 27 and 28. Hallelujah. It says, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Adultery is, looked by God, a terrible sin. And this is another thing that the wicked demons from hell, led accord, of course, by their master Satan, and these wicked demons, They try and create terrible sin, the terrible sin of adultery. Now, adultery is popular. It's considered something. Some men and women have mistresses on the side. They have sexual relationships that they continue to keep, sometimes right through their marriage. 
Some men go and see prostitutes. This is a terrible thing. And sex is really gaining control over people. Hallelujah. What is adultery? If a married man fornicates with a married woman or vice versa. I believe they're sinning against their marriage and their marriage vows. And they have solemnly taken, sometimes even in the house of God. They're sinning against the word of God and against God himself who ordained marriage. And lastly, they're sinning against their own bodies. Adultery needs to be looked at as a real sin, not just fun or not just something you can do in the dark. Though your wives or husbands who you're sinning against may not see in the dark, God certainly does, and he recognizes everything you do. When I was a young man, I was very sexually promiscuous. And one of the first things I did when I was born again was confess all my sexual sins and break all my sexual soul ties. And I think we have to do this still today. Deuteronomy 22, 22 to 24. If a man be found lying with a woman married to her husband, then they shall both of them die, both the man that left with the woman and the woman. So shalt thou put away evil from Israel. If a damsel that is a virgin be betrothed unto her husband, and a man find her in the city and lie with her, ye shall bring them both out unto the gate of the city, and ye shall stone them with stones that they die. The damsel, because she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife, so thou shalt put away evil from amongst you. Hallelujah. It shows you how the children of Israel and God and the prophets who obeyed God saw adultery as such a terrible thing. You see, adultery destroys society. In a society that is well-disciplined and well-ordered, if you have people committing adultery, it breaks up that society. We know that in sexual sins, there's even people who do worse things. People like paedophiles. People who practice sex with animals, even worse than that. But adultery is truly spoken of as an evil thing by God. Adultery is still maintained in all the world. Do you remember this film? I went to see it when I was 17. The Graduate starring Dustin Hoffman, as the young man seduced by the married woman played by Anne Bancroft. It still held as a box office great that secured the future of Dustin Hoffman. 
as a Hollywood great. In the Bible, we must mention the adultery committed by Israel's greatest king, King David, who gazed upon the beautiful married woman Bathsheba as she washed on her balcony. He was aroused, and though a king chosen by God and anointed by the prophet Samuel, he set aside his morals and decided he must have Bathsheba at any cost. The cost being the life of Uriah the Hittite, who was Bathsheba's husband, whom David sent into the most fierce and deadly part of the battlefield, knowing he would die. So adultery was joined with murder. But thank God that Nathan the prophet had the courage and the morality to confront David in Psalm 51. I'd like us to go to Psalm 51 because when someone comes to me and says they've committed various sins, I always lead them to Psalm 51. I'll read the first few words. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. And David says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall shew forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering, 
The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem, then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. David knew in Psalm 51 that he had done wrong and he repented to the Lord. And I say to you now that if you're guilty of sexual sin even now, I ask you to repent of it. I've written a short prayer which we will say towards the end of the show. In today's corrupt societies, man and woman are encouraged to masturbate as a means of overcoming or removing sexual desire. And of course, sometimes watching pornography. If a man or a woman is aroused by watching pornography, he or she is certainly guilty, as we spoke earlier, of adultery. Certainly because we're looking at an image on a video or a DVD, an image of a naked man or a woman. And if that is causing arousal, then that is adultery. Because adultery is caused when we look at a man and a woman in a sexually immoral way. Let's repeat Matthew 5, verse 27 to 28 again. So you're absolutely sure. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that so whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Hallelujah. You have committed adultery in your hearts. Now, adultery is addictive, the same as smoking, the same as alcohol, drugs and gambling. The demon, Asmodeus, will take over your life. And even if you get married, usually masturbation will continue. I've met loads of men. I met a man who had been married for many years. And he masturbated right through his life. And he only stopped after the death of his wife with the help of a deliverance minister. You see, if we spill the seed in masturbation, we are committing a terrible sin before God. A man was killed in the Bible for spilling his seed. And when we do these things, we are committing evil. So this is serious stuff we're talking about now. I'm sure that if you spoke to young people today, they would think that I was being harsh, suggesting such things are evil. But I do believe they are evil. Let's have a look at Ephesians 5, verses 3 to 6. 
but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be named amongst you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For ye know that no whoremonger or unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Verse 6 says, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. And I'll include verse 7. It says, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Now, especially if you go to church, and sadly, being in the deliverance ministry for as long as I have done, I have met people who are sexually immoral in church. i tell you a story many years ago. Uh, I was living in a place in South London called Greenwich, famous for Greenwich Mean Time. And I was living in a flat over the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I had a nice flat. And I decided to go to a church that was right opposite on the other side of the road. And I decided to go there. And it seemed a nice church. It was the Church of England. I didn't mind going there. I was originally brought up in the Church of England. And while I was there, they had lots of things going on in the church. They would help people with homelessness. They had food banks. They had educational programs there with people who couldn't read or write. So on the outside, it seemed a wonderful place. And it was a very modern church. They had a good choir. They sang good songs. So when I first went there, I'd recently gone through a divorce and I was quite sad. And I wasn't myself. So I found them friendly to me and I enjoyed going there. One thing I noticed that the vicar was quite a young man and he had a wife who was partially sighted. She was a very lovely woman, but she couldn't see very well from her eyes. And uh, they sent a lady vicar. It was about that time that they started ordaining lady vicars in the Anglican Church. And they had a young lady, lady vicar sent to that church, I believe, to help out, and I believe to get some practical training on the ground. Anyway, I never knew much about anything. One morning, Sunday morning, I went to the church and there was a crowd outside the church. And I noticed there was men with cameras and the press was there. And I thought to myself, I didn't know what was going on because I hadn't been to the church long. But I realised that the church was stopping people as they went to church and asking them questions. And as I walked past, a member of the press said to me, excuse me, sir, do you, have you got any opinion? Would you like to say any words regarding what has gone on in this church? And I really didn't know what he was talking about. And I went in the church and one of the elders came to me and said, don't say nothing to the press. And I said, why? What's happened? And he said, I'll tell you later. 
And it would appear that the young lady vicar was having an affair with the vicar. Uh, they wasn't at the church that day. They had run off together. They had left and run away as lovers. He, of course, resigned. She resigned. I believe they got other jobs in ministry with other organisations because both of them were very skilled in what they did. But it showed you what adultery, lust and incitement from the evil spirits had actually done. And, of course, this vicar left a partially sighted woman with a couple of children and they was living in a house provided for by the church. I left shortly after that because I moved away to a different part of London. So I never found out what happened. But it all ended in tragedy. And you see, this is what the demons want to do. They want our lives to be tragedy. And the easiest way they can destroy our lives, destroy our marriages, destroy our relationships is through sex, sexual immorality and lust. We've spoken before about Lilith, the demon that makes herself look like a beautiful woman and comes to men while they're in their sleep and tries to have sex with them. We also know about the male demons, the incubus, the spirit husbands, the spirit lovers that have sex with women and they're trying to destroy their lives. We cannot fool ourselves by pretending to be saved, by putting on a Christian face in church. I remember that church and what happened. You see, I always believed that the vicar never had spiritual authority to lead that church. He was rather a happy, clappy sight of man. He was a decent man, but I don't think he had the authority. An evil seed was placed in that church from that day onwards because the next vicar who came there who was looking after the church, he was arrested for shoplifting. He used to go to bookshops. There's a road in London called the Charing Cross Road, which is full with marvellous bookshops. And there's a lot of Christian bookshops there. And you can buy everything from Paradise Lost to the latest books by R.C. Sproul. You can buy anything you want there. And he was going there every Saturday and stealing books. And when the police finally raided the vicarage where he was living in, they found thousands of books worth thousands of pounds. He was removed from the church and he was put in some sort of enforced training period and he came back and they gave him uh, the job as a vicar in a smaller parish. I'm going to read some last scriptures before I come to prayer so you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're going to go to Colossians 3 verse 5. Colossians 3, verse 5, it says, Mortify, therefore, your members 
which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil, concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Verse 6 says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Hallelujah. These things are evil. Let's go now to First Thessalonians 4 and read verses 3 and 4. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and in honour. I'll read five. Not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Hallelujah. We've got to control ourselves. We certainly have. God has given parts of our body and it has given it over to making children. And we certainly have got to change the way we live. Let's have a look. This is the last scripture now. Hebrews 13, verse 4. Hebrews 13, verse 4. Marriage is honourable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. We must keep the marriage bed holy. And holy, it must stay. Now, if you are guilty of any of these sins, I have a prayer for you now. I finished a bit earlier. I thought I'd written more than I did. But I'm going to read this prayer to you now. If you agree with it, say amen in the end. And this is the prayer. Father God, we come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord who died for us. We rightly acknowledge that we are guilty of sexual sin by succumbing to the temptation from demons of lust. We repent today all sin connected to lust sexual immorality and perversion. Forgive us now, Lord, and set us free from all future temptation. In Jesus' holy name, amen. And I'm going to pray now to break soul ties. It's prayers I pray when I do deliverance. Dear Lord God, we break the soul ties from everyone listening to this program who is having problems building relationships or having problems in their marriage for soul ties work against the perfect will of God and we break every physical soul tie every emotional soul tie every spiritual soul tie every financial soul tie every sexual soul tie 
and every religious soul tie now from everyone who is bound in a previous relationship and are no longer able to control their thoughts or their desires. We command now that every thought of deja vu and every looking back to previous relationships will end today. For we ask you, Father God, to release these people now. And we rebuke, we bind, we cancel, we destroy, we break into pieces every sexual soul tie that is holding people bound into lust and perversion. We say to that demon, we say to all sexual demons, but we say to Asmodeus, Take your filthy hands off of God's people. Release them now. All single people living in sin will come out of sin and they will get married and the marriage bed will remain undefiled. We command you now to release people from fornication for you are beaten by the blood of Jesus and by the power of the authority of the cross which is destroyed the works of demons. And we command you to leave them now. Loose them, release them, set them free in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour's name, we pray. Amen. Do not fall for the devil's game. Somebody rung me earlier today, and it's funny, just before this program, and this lady said she didn't trust her boyfriend. And I said, why don't you trust him? She said, because he has phone sex with other girls. And I said, well, why does he do that? And she said, well, it sort of turns him on. And he said, has he asked you to do this thing? And she said, yes, he has. And I've done it. I said, well, there can't be any love in your relationship it would appear that your relationship is built solely on lust. He said to me, no, no, I love him. I said, no, what you are, you are just frightened that when he's not with you, he's doing what he's done to you and he's doing it with other women. I said, you have an unnatural fear. I said, are you born again? And she said, yes, I am born again. And I said, well, if you live like this, I'm going to tell you what I've learned today, that you will go to the second level of hell if you're not willing to repent this and to repent it now. And she was quite frightened. She said, I didn't ring you to ask you this. I wanted prayer for you to pray that I could trust him. I said, well, if he's carrying on like that and behaving like that, what do you want to do with a man like that? If you're a Christian and you believe you're born again, repent your sins now and we'll ask God to find you a decent man, a kind man, a considerate man and a loving man. And I prayed for her. And I hope. You see, I can't pray for people for them to repent their sins. I can confirm that with them, but they have to speak out of their own mouths and confess their sins. 
So I ask you all who have heard today's program, if you're involved in any sexual immorality, whether you're married or single, go and repent of it today and tarry no longer. Repent your sins and make it right with the Lord. I know that if I had died before my age, and I'm 72 next week on the 20th, if I had died before I met the Lord and before I had time to confess my sins, I would be languishing in in hell today and I would deserve to be there. So I pray the Lord today to keep me from temptation for the rest of my life. And I pray the Lord today to keep all of you listening from temptation. Now, I've just about finished. I've got about 10 minutes to spare. So I'd like to give a message to a gentleman called Stephen. He wants my help and he sent me an email on a device or an email address from Proton40. I couldn't get connected at all to this email, Stephen, but I do want to help you. And I want to help anyone out there who needs deliverance. And I ask you that I'm on WhatsApp. My mobile phone's on WhatsApp. You can call me. It doesn't cost you anything. I'll give you my mobile number now, 07469 I'll repeat it, 07469 Please call me, anyone who needs help. Uh, you can get my Skype address from my email address. My email address is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M, INS123 at AOL.com. Please send me a Skype invite and I'll accept it and send it back to you and we can pray on Skype. I truly believe, brothers and sisters out there, you can see what is happening in Israel today and the level of violence against God's people. I believe times are short. And I believe we will have to prepare ourselves for the second coming of our Lord and Saviour Jesus. And we must do this by confessing our sins. I'm going to say this prayer again to you if you never got it the first time. And listen to this show back so you hear the prayer. Father God, we come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died for us. We rightly acknowledge that we are guilty of sexual sin by succumbing to temptation from demons of lust. We repent today all sin connected to lust, sexual immorality and perversion. Forgive us now, Lord, and set us free from all temptation. In Jesus' holy name, amen. And I pray you do that today. Or if you have your own prayer, you can say Psalm 51 and include the sins in Psalm 51 which you repent of. You see, the demons will tell us, they will tell us that what we're doing is just natural. Man and woman 
were created to be together and to have union with one another. So if man and woman have sex outside marriage, what harm it is. I told a couple once who had been together, I don't know, 25, 30 years, and I think they had four or five children. I said to them, why don't you get married? They said, well, we don't want to get married. We're happy the way you are. I said, we're living together. They said, yeah. The man was a Rastafarian and the woman was a, a young Jamaican and she was a wonderful woman. I liked her much. She had a hearing aid. But they didn't think they were doing any wrong. And I said to them, in God's eyes, you're not married. No matter how long you've lived together, you're simply in fornication. And of course, they got very angry with me. So I need to tell the truth to all people. God has called me to help set in the captives free, and that's what I'm doing by doing these programs on Amiga Man. May God bless you all. Don't forget, if I can help you in any way, please contact me. I'm here for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Great word today, my friend. What would you like to title this for the archive? Well, I've called it The Road to Hell is Paved with Good Intentions. Okay. Excellent. Also, one more time, if someone would like to uh, support your ministry, do you have PayPal or any other way to do that? Yes, I do. On my email address, I do have PayPal, and my email address is framecummings123 at aol.com. And I'll read that. I'll say that again. Framecummings123 at aol.com. It would be great if you can support my ministry. If you're in the London area and you listen to these programs, come and see us at Kilburn. Christian Fellowship which is number two Aldershot Road Kilburn NW6 come and see us we're there on Thursday for Bible study from 12 to 2 and we do deliverance afterwards we're there Friday night for prayer intercession this Friday we'll be praying for God to move in Israel and release our brothers and sisters in Israel and Sunday the Sunday service is 11 till 1 we have a short uh, refreshment break and then we have prayer for the sick and deliverance prayers after it we'd love to love to see you there the church is growing nicely and we've got a lot of people coming for deliverance it'll be wonderful to see you god bless you all amen i say in clothing yahovah god bless israel destroy its enemies and help israel to recover all their land in jesus name Amen. With Israel. My friend, we love you and we'll see you next week. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All the best. Bye bye. Bye bye. Folks, that was Michael Cummins. The judgment of God on all enemies of Israel. No mercy for Hamas. These people are butchers, folks. Beheaded babies. Murdered 40 children in a kibbutz. Who does this? But full-on demon-possessed terrorists. That's what they are. They don't deserve a grave. Let God take them right into hell. 
Let death seize upon the enemies of Israel. Let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. Psalm 55.15. That's a precatory psalm. It's time to pray it. God have mercy on Israel and spare them from any more beheading. This is wicked what Hamas has done. And I pray that Israel recover everything. One day they're going to get it all. Gaza, Lebanon, land down to the Euphrates, Sinai. They're all going to get it back. Well, that is it for today. God richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of a short broadcast day. We just did two shows. But we will be back tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow we're going to have more Speak My Word, Elvis Newhart, Gary Stafford with a guest, John Terrell. Demon Hotline on Friday. We're going to make up for yesterday's problems with blog talk by having Solbate back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern with a prophetic hotline. And there we are. Love you all, folks. If you want to support this network, go to OmegaManRadio.com. Thank you for tuning in.